You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called The Five Steps to Increase Your Biability. I want to talk about the concept of biability because it's such an important thing for business. And yes, I think it is a made up word. (laughs) The concept of biability is about what makes you and your services easy to purchase so that people become willing or even desperate to buy from you. I want to explore the concept in this episode so that you can figure out how you can do what's necessary to sort out your services and the marketing of them to make them compelling, mouth-watering and irresistible. Now I want to say that I have spent literally thousands of dollars on sales and marketing training. I've spent a lot of money on this stuff, but it's actually been the thousands of sales conversations I've had that have taught me the most. It's been great to have that theory from the sales and marketing training, but the application has been where the gold nuggets are. And that's because a person's tone of voice and body language give many more clues about somebody, whether somebody will buy or not than any training course could teach you. To become more viable, you need to combine those two things. You need to combine the theory of sales and marketing, as in what works, and to get some practice with some of those principles. And you also need to blend that with emotional intelligence and a bit of BQ, body wisdom. Your body signals that you get when you're around other people give you a lot of information about what's going on in the conversation. You can tell if somebody's feeling confident, nervous, or whatever that is, you get that sense of that through your connection with them. So it's important that you trust that as much as anything that you've learned about sales and marketing. Now before we talk about the five steps, I want to tell you something really important. Trust comes first. And if this is the only thing you remember from this podcast, it's the most important thing. The foundation of buying any service is trust. If somebody doesn't like or trust you, then it's highly unlikely that they're going to buy anything from you. So without trust, there is really low buyability. And that's one of the reasons why the professionals say that marketing is a long game. You might have heard of that before. What that means is that it takes time and consistency to show up and to build trust and rapport and relationship with people to lay the foundation for a future sale. If you start a business and you go out trying to lead with selling something because you're desperate to earn money, you're going to turn people off and you'll break that trust. You need to build the relationship first over three to six months before you can start legitimately making an offering. And in some cases it could happen sooner, but you need to be really authentic and genuine and offering value in advance of asking for any sort of sale. Now let's talk about those five steps to increase your buyability. I'm going to explain each of these steps, give an example, and then give you an action step so that you can actually implement what I'm talking about today. So here they are. Step number one to increasing your buyability is to be very clear about who you are, who you are not, and what you stand for. The reason that this step's important is because people buy your why. They buy from you because 
you're similar to them in values or experience, personality or demographic. So you must first figure out who you are, who you naturally attract and what you stand for so that you can enhance and focus your marketing to those people who are aligned with you. For example, let's say that your mission is to help mothers to regain their career confidence and get back into the workforce so that they can create independent wealth and feel valued. So in that example, I'm talking about a specific type of person, but you can see that the values there are around creating independent wealth. Now, some mothers might not want that. In that example, we're being really clear about the values behind what you're doing. And that's what people are going to buy into or not. Now, here's the action step for this point. So that you can be clear about who you are and who you're not and what you stand for, I'd encourage you to write out your vision and then to dig really deep into that. Figure out what it is that drives you. What's your bigger mission in the world? What's the soapbox that you want to stand on and get ranty about? What are the issues that have deep connection for you? What's the huge impact that you want to have at a global level? Think about those sorts of things and that will help you to discover the values and motivators that sit behind your bigger vision and mission. And it's going to help you to get that clarity around who you are and what you present to the world. That's going to help people decide if they're going to buy from you or not. And that's, so that's one way to increase your buyability. Now, step number two is to discover the one thing that keeps your audience awake at night worrying. You might have heard this one before, but it's really, really important because people buy something when they're emotionally engaged. They're either irrationally frustrated about a problem they can't solve or they're desperate to achieve a big vision that they have. And when you figure out what that problem or that vision is, then you'll be able to show people how your service can help them solve it or reach it. Here's an example. Let's say that you know what it's like to look in the mirror and loathe what you see. And that's why you created this program to help people to start accepting and even loving themselves as they are. You can tell there that there is something deeper about that service and people might connect with that. It might be exactly what they're looking for to start feeling good about themselves again. So the action step here is to have conversations with at least 10 people who are your ideal clients so that you can figure out what's driving them, what they want to get away from or what they want to achieve and the words that they use to describe it. Those conversations can give you a lot of information. You might be able to have those with your existing clients or to do some market research. That will increase your buyability because you'll be able to connect with them at their level with where they're at right now and what they want to achieve. You'll be able to demonstrate that you understand what they're feeling and going through. So that second step to discover the one thing that keeps them awake at night worrying or perhaps excited is going to increase your buyability again. Step number three is to describe your services as benefits or results that they will get using the client's own feeling words. The fact is, people buy results and more importantly, they buy when the offer that you make is clearly and specifically describing the result that they think they want or need. 
Now I see a lot of people in business describing how they help people get results. They use a particular methodology, like a breathing technique or coaching or whatever, but those are the tools that you use. It would be like going to a dentist to get a white clean smile and he's saying, I'm going to use this drill and then I'm going to use my pick. And after that, I'm going to get out my floss. Now, you as the dentist's client don't want to know about those tools. What you want is the smile. You don't care about what size drill he uses. And so thinking of that analogy with your own business, you need to figure out what your clients want and how they describe it. And don't assume that you know what people want or that you know better. That's actually condescending at worst or ignorant at best. Here's an example of describing services as benefits or results. In eight weeks, you will reclaim your get up and go and feel more motivated, energized and committed to your fitness than ever before. The action step here is to keep having those conversations with those people who are your ideal clients. And you want to figure out what the results are that they want to get using their words that they use to describe it. That's going to increase your viability because they'll think that you really know and understand what they're going through and what they want. And they'll think that you are able to help them to get there through the method that you use, whatever that is. If they do that work, they will get that result. So the fourth step to increasing your viability is to describe who your service is for and who it's not for. You probably realize that people will buy something when they're ready, willing and able to do the work that they need to do to get that result. You don't want anybody who's uncommitted or who's a tire kicker. So by listing the specific traits of your buyer, you're going to be helping people to identify themselves as the person that you can help. And the time wasters won't bother to even ask. It's going to make the sales conversation so much easier because any of those people who aren't really committed are not going to call you, which is awesome. <laughs> Here's an example of how you could describe your service as who it's for and who it's not for. This program is for women who struggle with anxiety and it's affecting their relationships, but they're finally ready to get some help to fix things. This program is not for you if you're unwilling to get out of your comfort zone or if you've been diagnosed with a mental health condition. So as you can see in that example, I've made it really clear as to who the program's for and who it's not for. Makes it easy for you to buy that way. Or not. <laughs> so the action step here, based on the conversations that you've had with people, based on the clients that you've worked with before, get really clear on who you naturally attract and who is best suited to working with you and who is ready to buy. And think about the traits that those people have. You can use that to create some text in your advertising and your marketing to describe who you are and aren't looking for, who is best suited to do the work with you and who will get the best results. After all, the people that get the best results will give you rave reviews and word of mouth referrals. Don't bother wasting with your time with anybody who's not your ideal client. So step number five to increasing your buyability, you will find your ideal client in places that you like to go. 
A lot of people say, where can I find clients? Well, think back to step one. People will buy from those who are similar to them. And your ideal client is going to be around 70 to 80% like you. So the first step is to figure out which marketing strategies and tactics are best suited to leveraging your specific skills and strengths. And to do those things because that's where your people will be. Let's say, for example, that you hate going onto social media. The thought of it drains you and you much prefer meeting people face to face. Your ideal client's probably going to be the same. They will hate being on social media too. So stop trying to force yourself to go there. Build a website instead as an online business card, if you like, and then get out to networking meetings and meet real live people. Here's your action step. If you've completed steps one, one to four of this um, viability series that I've talked about, then you should have a fairly good description of what you sell to who, how they benefit, who it's for and who it's not for. And when you're armed with that information, you are ready to start marketing. I suggest that you choose three marketing strategies that best suit your personality, learning style and communication skills. If you're a good writer, go down that path of writing articles or blogs or going for PR opportunities. And if you're better at speaking, go down that path instead. If you're a wizard online stuff, go down that path instead. Choose what works best for you. It's more sustainable that way and you'll more likely find your people. Once you've picked your strategies, then for each of those you can define the specific tactics that you're going to use to reach out to your clients. Then make a plan and start doing those things during the year. For example, if you're really good at speaking, you might go ahead and pursue radio interview opportunities, your own podcast and guest podcasting opportunities. They might be your main ways of reaching out to people and becoming known. So think about what works best for you. And it's really this last step that's going to generate you a consistent stream of leads and sales. You'll probably need to treat your first three to nine months in business as a big experiment and realize that you need to give each tactic a red hot go for at least six months to see what works and what doesn't. Some of them are going to work really well straight up and some of them are going to flop. And that's okay, it's just an experiment for you to get out and see where your best opportunities are. I severely doubt that you're going to get it right and perfect the first time. So be prepared for that and go out and do what works best for you. Okay, let's summarize what we've talked about today. People buy for emotive reasons, when they have a big problem they can't solve or a big vision that they need help to achieve and they buy from people that they know, like and trust. Usually we buy from people who are similar to us. So with all that in mind, and if you follow the five steps in this episode, you're going to increase your buyability because you'll more likely connect with and engage with potential clients who know, like and trust you, and you'll find them in places where you both like to go to meet others. Now, if you need some help with specifics of your marketing strategy or your marketing tactics and how to leverage your strengths to meet more clients, you can visit melaniejwhite.com and go to the contact page and send me an email to request more information on a tailored service that I've just developed. I'd love to help you out.
It's been really life-changing for a few of my own test clients. Well, thanks for listening today and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day and see you soon. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.